We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LeBron is not coming back here. Not on my fucking watch. Gee, you're muted. Are you? I I heard you fine. I don't think you're you're muted. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. 560's own Alex Solana. Solana, how you doing today? I was um it was terrible introduction, but at least uh, it was better than Alf on every handle I've kind of ever been on, which is surprising, which is surprising. I'm back. So thank you. Know. Uh I'm I'm good. Why isn't LeBron coming to Miami on your watch? On my like, watch. Let's... No, he's not coming back. After he disrespected the fan base, disrespected Dwayne Wade, disrespected the organization, Forget him. I don't give a shit. He's 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 past his prime. Lost in the first round for the first time in his career. We don't need him. That may be the first time a heapy podcast has started without a welcome, welcome, welcome. Because I'm muted. So the only people that heard that were Frankie and Solana. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Navas, and we have a lot to talk about as Frankie just alluded to. I guess we got to start there. Um, by the way, shout out to Twisted Tapioca who extended their tier one subscription here on Twitch. We appreciate that kind of love, especially to Twisted was pretty much a, a day oneer around here. So we appreciate, we respect that. Uh, as I said, while I was muted, I'm rocking sure. the 2013 snapback in honor of LeBron. Cause you know what? I don't know. Pat said the keys under the mat. You know what I mean? So there's uh there's hope. There's always hope. You know, there's always hope. 
So we got lots to get to today. I want to thank our YouTube audience as always. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. That helps us a ton. The algorithm is uh, is our mortal enemy more than any other thing. It's the algorithm that we fight. So if you hit subscribe, that helps us in ways that you can't even imagine. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to Twitch audience. Shout out to the pod audience. You guys are OGs. If you're not subscribed on Patreon, patreon.com slash Miami Heatbeat for some extra pods that we do on Locker Room, some other little extra content. We're going to be planning a watch party for one of the playoff games. I'll put a poll up to see which one you guys want to do. And also, uh, I'm going to put up a poll, a poll, but like a topic where you guys can pick our next podcast topic. So you guys, whatever you guys want to talk about, you know, you can, you can dictate the show. So that's on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Miami Heatbeat. Fra- Frankie, you don't want LeBron back. So let's, let's give the audience a little bit of backstory as to what happened. Uh, Dan Levitard did uh, a whole 24 hours of content. And in that 24 hours of content, 20 minutes of it was interviewing Pat Riley. It was shout out to Ryan Cortez, uh, who asked the tough questions, including what does Pat smell like and which Pat's answer, uh, Pat referred to himself as a boomer, which is just, a, that's not really a boomer thing to do. Bo- <laughs> right. Solana boomers don't call themselves boomers. No, he doesn't. Uh, they don't. And uh, at least he's self-aware, right? Like, I, I can appreciate the godfather for, for being self-aware and being yeah. who he so is. Pat, Pat self-identified as a boomer and then also said that he smells like Old Spice, which honestly surprises me. I thought he would smell like Creed Aventus or like some expensive cologne or something. So Old Spice, is uh, that, that was a little stunner. That was a little, I mean, some of us smell like Old Spice. Pat, you could do a little better than that. Uh, shout out. Pat's got jokes, though. He's got jokes, you know? I like that. I think Pat's one of the most charismatic people in sports. Like, that dude, I mean, if I had to pick anybody to have, like, a glass of wine with, I mean, maybe after Dwayne, it's Pat. Or maybe even before. I mean, that dude's just interesting. Like, I want to be with. I want to hang out with that guy. I'm very surprised there's not like five U.S. soccer women's uh, teams. Oh, Chris Impress. Yeah, no, Chris Impress yeah, is number one. Yeah, yeah Chris yeah, Impress is my like celebrity go. crush. I'm like, I've I crushed. By the way, they play tomorrow. Uh, shout out to the Easy. women's national team. I boycotted the men's national team. I did not watch. Fun this. fact. Yeah. Fun fact, chat. We know, we know. Fun we fact, know. chat. He, uh, Gianni gives me shit and gives a lot of us shit anytime we're tweeting about uh, any other game while we're going to be on a hangover time, whatever. Yeah. This motherfucker tweeted about the U.S. So- women's soccer, which they're great. He tweeted about them. From the heat beat account. That was a mistake. I was I thought I was on my personal because I, I had I was I was dual screening. No, but see, Frankie, the reason is is because if you're on hangover time, I don't want people thinking that you didn't watch the game. I don't want thinking that you're watching that jazz guy on the Marlins, right? I want people half time at halftime. I know, I just I want and I can, listen, <laughs> I can't talk because I used to live tweet Raptor games at halftime of heat games and everybody would get mad at me. So I, listen, I understand, but yeah, I mean Chris Impress is number one on people I would like to have Could- a drink with after uh then Pat Puts, and Dwayne. Put some respect on on, on Jazz Chisholm. Like that jazz guy from the Marlins. Jazz like, guy. come on, Is his bro. name Chisholm? Chisholm. That sounds like a Yeah, Jazz Chisholm. Hey, he's, he's the next superstar in South Florida. Like put really, a little really respect. They, yeah, he's really good. They said that about yeah, Tua, too. Good. And they said and that about Tannehill. I've heard that a lot. But Tua, Tua's played good. nine games. Don't do that. I heard that about Ja'Cory Harris. I've heard that a lot. Well, Ja'Cory Harris. That's Kane's fans. are a different breed. DeCorey Harris was the GOAT. Like, I, I don't know what you're doing I'll there. Never, he was the I'll GOAT. I'll never forget, like, my brief <laughs> one-year period where I watched Kane's football. I remember when he got hurt. Everybody hated him. And then the day he got hurt, everyone's like, no, we need him. I was like, what happened? I thought yeah. y'all hated him. Uh, Steven Morris. Oh, God. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kane's football. Um, so, yeah. So, kind of going back to the Riley thing. So, Riley does the, the Dan Levitard show, the whole one of the 20 minutes or whatever. 
And uh, and then in there, he said Billy Gill asked some sort of question about Dwayne, I think it was. Billy asked a Dwayne question. And Pat responded. Pat kind of took over and said, for LeBron, there's a shiny key under the mat. Right. And very famously, when Dwayne Wade left uh, to the Bulls, you know, the, the Heat, I think, put out an ad. Right, Solana? Or Frankie? I think Solana's Yeah, he did. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, in the Herald, right? Yeah, they put out an ad. The key's under when, the mat. When D. Wade and... and- Right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So, so Pat kind of, Pat kind of went back to the well, got 525K, which is, you know, I, Solana, that's really interesting to me because, like, you know, and I know that, I know that they've buried the hatchet. I mean, I, I think anyone in South Florida, like everybody, like, here knows that, that they're good. But it was like kind of like a public reckoning of Pat doing that, coming off Pat LeBron's first round loss, coming off them playing each other in a playoff series in the finals, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's ever coming back here. But it's interesting. Like, it was, it was, it was so fucking Riley to do that. Yeah, it was. Ken, Frankie, could you tell I wasn't paying attention to the question? Yes. Uh, like, <laughs> like bit. thirty seconds ago. Yeah, like literally, yeah. it was was totally zoned out. Um, no, I'm with you though. I'm with you. I don't think this happens, but I like Pat Riley just saying that. Like it shows that he's gotten over it, and you know we're 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 past the point where we're still mad at him. We're past the point where, and this is weird considering last year I did a whole chronicles of petty like segment, <laughs> and I was ripping LeBron in the finals, and I said things I should never say about a human. Uh, but Whoa. with all that being said. Um, like I'm, I'm with Pat. Like, if LeBron wants to end his career here, it would be effing awesome, wouldn't it? Like, it would be. Why not? Leave the door open. Leave, leave, leave it up to LeBron. Why not? I think we know what what it, this is about. More so, it's more so like they they're going to retire his number eventually. Nobody's worn it since he's been gone, and it's just more about making amends in the media. He really hasn't said much about LeBron. Uh, since 2014 so that's really what it's about he's he's been open about wanting to play with his son when his son gets to the league and we know something one thing about pat riley is he's not gonna have a draft pick when it counts so. <laughs> that's there's nothing really to say about this yeah i i think it's a whole lot of nothing i just think there was like kind of a, a little bit of of significance to that and also like they you know if you like between pat and lebron like the heat and lebron teams have like run the league for the last like 10, 15 years, I saw a stat. It's like the first time in like 20 plus years that a non Spurs, Lakers, Heat, or Warriors team is going to make the finals, right? Like that's an insane run of dominance by, by really, I mean, a lot of that was LeBron, right? Like especially on the Heat, but it was also Dwayne and Pat and all that and, and, and the Lakers as well. Like it's just, I don't know. It's really. They're, and Udonis and and, and James Udonis Jones was on all six and, of them. and James Jones. He, listen, James happy Jones. Happy birthday, happy, UD, by happy the way. Birthday, UD, yeah. six nine, nice. Shout out to my best friend Belen. It's her birthday too. She has a birthday with Udonis. That's 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 go territory. And I don't know. I, I I liked him doing that. I I think I think it's character development for him to do it publicly. I, I remember when Pat and Dwayne kind of buried the hatchet at Henry Thomas's funeral. And Pat's really a sentimental dude. And I think people maybe on the outside look at him as this extremely callous, calculated Godfather figure, which he is, but. He's also really emotional, and and I think we've seen with his decision making over and over again. For as callous as he can be, he's really emotional, and I'm sure that, you know, they they both lost longingly. I don't think it happens. 
I do like him leaving the door open, and I do think that that kind of really. And by the way, that that could be a move to kind of men clutch relationships as well. If they had Frankie, if they had a clutch client, was D, was Dion clutch? Was, wasn't he? maybe Dion, but that that couldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah, was, that's not a great example. Was Norris? I know Justice was Rock Nation, right? And I think Justice was their only Rock. But by the way, shout out to Justice Winslow, uh, father to be. Yeah. Shout out to Justice. Justice is better. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Posted on his Instagram nice. today. Uh getting uh getting getting having having kid. He was he took pictures at Matheson Hammock. I recognize and, that at Powerboard there. And, and people say he couldn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she was a wow. former heat dancer. <laughs> I was like, does this happen often? And then Brass said, Well, he learned well from Coach Spo. <laughs> Never say Justice wasn't <laughs> wow. coachable. Shout out to you guys. Uh, you guys still you, you still follow Justice Winslow on Instagram? Yes, he's absolutely. One of my favorite players in the league. I love him. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We're all like we we love Justice Winslow, and I do. By the way, I'm not hating on Justice, but he's not like a fun Instagram or, or Twitter follower. Like no, every now fun, and then, he used to be a fun on, Twitter follow. He used to just he used to yeah, be. He used to fucking right. like lay waste to Twitter. It was great. Right, right. He would go on tangents, yeah. and they were great. And but man, like that was one of those guys where after a while, I was like, all right, I'm done. I had to unfollow you. Had to unfollow him. I still follow Josh. Like I still follow Jay Rich. Yeah, me too. I follow. Fo- oh, yeah, he, uh, he's G- cool though. He's cool. G to answer your last question. Yeah, no, no heat play. Uh, no heat relationship with the clutch. Dion was the last guy. Yeah, I, I think Dion and LeBron. LeBron might have been the last guy too, before Dion. Yeah. So I mean that 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 makes that makes total sense. And I'm sure that you know it, it's it's a strategic move too, right? Like I, that's an important re- and clutch is expanding its clientele and they're obviously like a powerhouse agency right now. So you know that I, I think it's I think it's smart from Pat Crabsma Peddler in the chat says Justice went one for twenty at the rim. He still has better finishing numbers than Dion. Ah. I'm happy, I, I, you know, not to be a little self-involved, but like, and I, I think it's, it kind of is relevant right now with the Booker thing, you know, like, I think people go after us on Twitter a ton because of the justice better thing. And honestly, like we deserve it, right? Like if he's going to be that flagrantly bad and unplayable and in, in a play in game, right? After all the shit we talked and after we made a fucking song and t-shirts, we got to eat it, right? Like, I, I can't sit here and be like, nah, yeah, whatever. We ate it. I want to remind people that it's not like any of us said that Justice was going to be a fucking multi-time all-star. I think we all agreed that, you know, the high end for him was like an Andre Iguodala kind of role player, right? Like, like Warriors Iguodala was like the high end. Yeah, like best case. Yeah, best case. Like, that's what we said. I know how I I, came off. I don't know about that. I I don't know about that because there were games, but even, even... Even last year, yeah, yeah. the game against the Bucks, where Jimmy didn't play, and he remember he dominated. There yeah, was a the couple games where Justice dominated, and I I remember thinking like, bro, like if this is the Justice we got consistently, he could be a multi-time All Star. So I, I I could be to blame. We here all drank the for Kool-Aid. the Justice Winslow we, we uh, propaganda. And but I and, and like I you know people make fun of us, and I'm like I can't even like the Tyler well like the Tyler stuff. Brian, that was Brian. Like some some of our old heapie tweets are flying out. Those are all Brian's. Uh, chat's making fun of you. They're asking if you're broadcasting from space. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Torres ACL, leave him alone. <laughs> Let him have today. Let him have today. Leave me alone, man. Um, leave me alone. So, I don't know. Just shout out to Justice, I guess. Uh, kind of, kind of exonerating ourselves. Well, whatever. We eat it. It's fun. It's all we all have fun on Twitter. 
Um, so that's that. I, I want to get into, so today's like kind of like a news update day, right? We haven't done kind of a news pod in a while. And I, I think that there's a lot of stuff today, right guys? So I think the Duncan Robinson comments are interesting. He's like, you know, I've had a great experience with the organization. Let's, uh, let's see how this plays out. Right. So, and then, you know, there was on national best friend day yesterday, Duncan said, um, he, he, he tweeted out or his podcast tweeted out a picture of him and LeBron guarding each other. And he's like, hashtag national best friend day. So I'm like, you know, if this motherfucker goes to the Lakers, right, I'm I'm going to be mad. And I know he's a restricted free agent, but I've seen restricted free agents screw the heat. I Listen, I'm old enough to remember Tyler Johnson's poison pill fucking contract. I know how this works. So I'm a little concerned. I don't like T like Carlina and Chad is like he gone. I don't, I, Solana, I did not feel comfortable with his comments. I was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, first of all, F you, Duncan, if you go to the Lakers. Like, F you. But, hey. Because you weren't paying attention. Why are you laughing, bro? You I feel like now Fran is laughing at me, man. Are you on, are you on pain meds? For- What's going on? How many pain meds are you on right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oxy's taking me real nice. React, it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. I did a show once on Benadryl, just... and I I was like slowly deteriorating. Leif had no, to carry no. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, like I'm on a bit of a delay, though. I do think I'm on a bit of a delay. No joke, because I mean, you're, I'm, you're I'm, like, lagging. Right away, is Solana's video lagging? Um, this this feels like a. This feels like a bad CNN yeah, interview where maybe, they're just maybe like, you know, Wolf just standing there. He asked a question. It's like a two, three second delay. And then the person, well, you know, we you know Wolf. Um, that's you right now. <laughs> Do you see Frankie? So no, I can't I'm, tell. I'm, I'm see. This sucks because I, I came into today. I came into today's episode saying, all right, like, let's have a good episode. I don't want to slow this down at all. I don't want to be uh, like stupid. Like, let's. And I'm incapable. I'm incapable of not just getting him in the way of the podcast. Right now, bro. If Duncan goes to LA, I'll be pissed. Papa snaps and chat. I will be pissed. Papa snaps was the winner of our uh, of our hashtag Pride giveaway yesterday. Said Solana streaming in negative 1080p, which is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Those meds hitting something fierce. Oh my god, this is just this is fantastic. Yeah, Frankie, if this listen, I like I. Miami can match, right? So that's not an issue. And it's it's going to depend on how deep Miami wants. Their offseason is going to be very, very interesting because first they're going to have the Andre Gudala and Goran Dragic option. So one of them is for 19 and the other one's for 15. If they opt into both of them or even one of them, I think that tells us that they're planning a sign and trade, right? And when you sign and trade, I think something that we need to remember as fans is that triggers a hard cap which is about five or seven or whatever the, 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 the tax apron is, like a little bit above that, is where your heart. So they're almost right at the salary cap because Bam's extension is about to kick in and Jimmy's contract is a lot, right? So they, they have their own moving parts. So if they if they opt into the Dragic thing, I think that may signal that they may not keep Duncan because if he commands too much money, that might take him too close to the hard cap if they sign and trade for a guy. Now, 
They have a couple things because if they want to opt into Goron and to Andre Gudala, then they can act as an over-the-cap team. So they have access to a bigger mid-level exception and stuff like that. So that's also something to keep in mind. And maybe that that that's a scenario where they do bring back Duncan. Maybe they want to create they can create up to like $28 million in cap space if they renounce a bunch of dudes, including Duncan. Duncan's cap hold is about $4 million. So that that kind of wiggle room. And and obviously the Ryan Anderson stretch. I think provision. that I think I saw that if they renounce him, uh, his cap hold will only be like one point seven. So like if they can get a, a deal in uh, an agreement and and renounce him, and th- they can have more cap space as well. Ah, uh, yeah. So I mean they they have a they have a lot of moving parts. So, but what's what what's like the goal? What like what what is the goal this off season? Because that's that's what I think is more interesting. Is it just improving the roster by any means necessary. And that may be Kyle Lowry. Like, is it, is it, let's get good enough to get out of the first round or is the goal? There's no whale. whale. I don't think think that's the most important question. I I was, I was kind of messing around the other day and I sent out a tweet about kind of what the heat can do salary wise to match in a sign and trade. Now that's when Kawhi was facing down in game seven and, and Dame. Had just lost in the playoffs, but fucking Chris Epps. Yeah, Miami. Miami can get to some not insignificant salary if they opt into Dragic and to and to Andre Iguodala. So you know you get nineteen from Tyler, you have fifteen from Andre, and then your asset Tyler Hero, who's making four million dollars next year. Now all of a sudden you can cobble that together and trade for a Kawhi Leonard at thirty six million dollars, a Damian Lillard at thirty nine million dollars. You can you can get up to eighty percent of that salary when you opt into those guys. So if there's a whale to be had, that's how they're gonna do it. Other than that, I think Lowry makes sense. I think he wanted two for sixty. I don't. They can probably get. To, to the $30 million of cap space, it'll be tricky. It might cost them Duncan, but they can get it. So, Solana, to answer your question. That's crazy. That's crazy, though, man. Like, I get it. Kyle Lowry helps this team. I, this team probably doesn't lose in the first round. There you go. Oh, lights turned on. <laughs> you're, cra- you're absolutely crazy if you think paying Kyle Jeez. Lowry two for 30 for the next, what, two seasons well, is worth it. Like, I, I, I for what? But you're, it, doesn't, it doesn't make you a championship contender. Point of attack defender and rim pressure, right? So you get a real point guard who can defend. You could real point guard that can get to the rim. He could also shoot. Your shooting was pretty abysmal last season. He could shoot off handoffs. You can shoot off catch and shoot. He could shoot off the bounce, right? So you have a guy who can shoot from a lot of places. The two years I think is important because the two years expires when Jimmy's contract expires. And that's to me what matters most because your window is now with Jimmy Butler. And I don't really see if in the free agency class who is a better option, right? You just, there's John Collins and Will Barton and all that. But I mean, who saw John Collins last night get absolutely fucking roasted, right? And, and right, I don't think right. John really addresses their issues either. So, and, and it's like, Solana, what I was talking to Tiff about was they, and, and I love uh, Bronix Joker in chat saying they need a point guard and a power forward. Absolutely. Kyle solves the point guard issue and then you can probably trade for a power forward or or, or figure what you can out or or get one of them on your exceptions. They, they're not going to have perfect options, right? They're not like the perfect option is Kawhi Leonard, but he's not probably that's not happening. Right. Or Damian Lillard. Those those guys aren't happening. Probably not. Right. LeBron's not coming like all that stuff. So you gotta be like, okay, well what's plan B and C. Right. And we gotta, you know, teams listen, I think a lot is said about like bubble fluke and, and, and bubble guppy and all that bullshit, right? 
teams got to get lucky sometimes to make a finals. I think the Blazers, the year that they made the conference finals, things broke very, very well for them, right? The Lakers last season got a pretty cupcake schedule, right? So, so, so some teams get good breaks and they make the finals, right? And and my look, the Rockets had a chance because Kevin Durant got hurt and they totally wet the bed. But teams get chances, right? There are chances that come up. You can't, you got to catch yourself in the game. You got to get yourself in the conversation. And I think that Kyle gets you in that conversation. And I, it, it won't make them a dominant 66 win one seed, but... I think that they're fucking good. And if you get, if Bam gets improvement and if Jimmy has another all NBA season, Frankie, who's to say that that's not enough? You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, I mean, like the big piece, Kyle, I think Kyle will be a big piece. Absolutely. Um, he would help, uh, make the plays easier for Jimmy and for Bam. Uh, Bam really missed that, that pick and roll threat, the, the pastor that make creates for him to make the job, his life a lot easier. Um, and, and like you, you said, he's a good shooter. He spaces the floor. He, he helps uh, Jimmy out when Jimmy's on the ball. He can, he's a great screener as well. He, he's, he can do everything on the court. You know, he's good at everything. Um, the age does bother me, but a two year deal, that's not a bad deal you he'll be an expiring the year after and, and like you said it matches up with jimmy so it, it works you're going all in uh with that and but i i think you know kyle would be a big piece to to help get them more consistent and get them back to being a 50 win team but the rest of the roster is what i really think needs to get get focused on there's too many bad defenders not enough athleticism uh, they need to, to address all that. They need to get get stronger. They need to get uh, bigger. They need to get faster uh, and help the help Bam out. Bam's the only athletic guy they have right now. Even Jimmy's not a, a really athletic guy. No. And th- that makes the game easier. They're not get. They don't get uh, to run in transition. They don't get easy buckets like that. They're all their their best defenders are are old and slow. They need speed. I like what uh, I like what Zach said that they got to add more depth along with Kyle because I do think that that was an issue this season. Yeah, quality depth, but that's that's where um, you're probably going to have to use the sign in trade market to so you can get the mid level exception. You also have your biannual annual exception that you didn't use last year, yep. and you have options, but you have to target the right guys. You know they they didn't find the right guy until Deadman came at, in the mid season, so they have to target these guys correctly and, and find these guys mr deadman to you mr deadman mr of course. deadman no Me- disrespect mechanic sure. is, like he's coming back solana right like De- deadman's coming back he seems he seems the most gung-ho about it we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Can't hear him. Did we lose Alex? Alex is up in space. Can't hear him. I can't hear Alex. There you go. Yeah, now we can. I would hope so. Can you hear me now? I would hope so. Nice. I would hope so. Like, I think he fit in well with the team and he seemed to like playing in Miami, which I, I like. Yeah. Like, I like guys that like being here, you know? Like, so I, I, I mess with that. But you sold me on Kyle Lowry, honestly. I I, I just, like, if if that's the best we can do, then it's almost like, this man, agency why, not, sucks, so. why not wait? Like, just wait and... and Right, right. No, 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 I'm with you. But things move and things shift in the NBA and players get disgruntled. And and like one year ago, the way things are looking now aren't the way things were looking one year ago at the exact same point, you know, obviously with the pandemic. But man, like just just wait it out, wait it out and, and do what you can to stay flexible, which is what the Heat have done. And they've had success with in the past. A month before Jimmy Butler joined the Heat, nobody in their point was envisioning a trade for Jimmy Butler. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't in the cards. The summer before it was, and the Heat weren't able to get it done. Philadelphia ends up getting them. But at that moment, when the Heat trade for Jimmy Butler, like nobody was seeing that happen. And what happened? Jimmy Butler wanted to come to Miami. Like it, like I'd rather stay flexible than tie myself down $30 million, two years to a guy that's going to make this team better. I'm not saying he won't. Like everything you said, I agree with, but going to be 37 36 years old i think he's 35 right now i think he's gonna be 36 years old you're gonna pay him 30 million dollars is he gonna stay healthy like so ah, i don't know man I that's think tough that's, that's I think really the tough Kyle thing and i put I, I i put a poll up on our twitch chat what do you want to stay flexible or a win now trade now let's remember the jimmy butler trade was an off-season thing it wasn't a mid-season trade it wasn't because so they don't have the yeah, draft yeah. equity to do and, anything and i might be Yeah, I, I was just gonna say I might be remembering that incorrectly. Like maybe, the, like that throughout that entire off season, it yeah, was no, a push for Jimmy were, Butler. I may be, I may be remembering like, that incorrectly. Didn't by the way, really have much other than other than you know fucking, and they needed a third team, right? And and I I still I still think what the the Heat and basically the made Josh Richardson turn into Jimmy Butler, right? Like ba- basically, right? But they don't have um, Alex. The, so like if. You know, somebody gets mad tomorrow, right? If if X star gets upset and like if Dame midseason says, fuck it, I don't want to be here. It gets tough for the Heat because you need to plan for that. So you need the salary to trade midseason. In the offseason, it's easier because you're like, okay, I opt into Dragic, I opt into Andre, and there's my salary, but, right? Or you have to plan for that. So they might have to what, no, no, but but which which is my point, I think. You know, get get make this offseason about becoming flexible add pieces so that salary would work in the event of a disgruntled superstar which is something that he'd have done in the past the only right right that's the only that's the only uh that's the only down part right like you're basically wasting jimmy butler's prime yeah i'm just i'm just i'm what what i'm for what what i'm picturing is you get kyle lowry and maybe you're able to do what frankie's saying right add depth uh bring in i don't know who it is but whatever you you're trading tyler you're adding players you're getting younger you're getting longer but at the end of the day your three best pieces are jimmy bam and kyle lowry and look as much as i'm a heat homer on on 790 and and you know i have the guts or whatever 
that's where you're like, that team's not beating the Nuggets. I mean, excuse me, that team's not beating the Nets. They're just not. They're probably they're probably not better than the Milwaukee team this year. Um, I, I just I like just I, I totally just that's not going to be fun. That that's that not going to be fun really for three good. years. I think that they were really good this year, and I think that they had a lot of kind of systemic issues in terms of kind of guys took a little bit of a step back in a short and off season. I think that that's important. It's not an excuse, but it's just a fact. They looked tired. Duncan looked visibly dead at the end. He was. We talked about this on Hangover Time. Like the dude would come to set a screen, and then after the action, wouldn't do anything. And that's just not who he is. Uh, Shmita Smolnik says, "Gee, you can't be trusted with any Kyle Lowry analysis." It doesn't have to be Kyle. It just has to be a dude that comes in here that addresses their needs and that gives them a shot because they have a really they have legitimately when when Jimmy's playing at his best, he's a top ten player in the NBA, right? Bam has that potential to get there. Uh, earlier in the season, I said he was better than Damian Lillard. I have to eat crow on that one. He was not the season, but he has that kind of talent. And you have to say, well, Bam's going to get better next season. Tyler's probably going to get better and will probably be a trade asset. You know, if you resign Duncan, but. But is is okay? Jimmy playing at his best. Like, uh, can we can we expect? Well, he was better. Uh, this bubble, year Jimmy. Than bubble Jimmy. Can we like expect season, that through? He put up his best season in his career. Right, right. What, what, whatever the, yeah, the yeah, record yeah. was, was it like thirty four and eighteen? Once Jimmy Butler came back, that he had like the third best record. Right, like there was definitely a sample sizer where Jimmy was playing at an elite level. But when it came to seven game series versus the Bucks, Heat backs against the wall. Game three in Miami, you're down 10 points or whatever in the third quarter. Yeah. Heat need a bucket, and there was nobody to get you a bucket. Nobody, right? Like, that that that's, that was the main problem this year in the playoffs. And is, is Kyle Lowry? Like, Kyle Lowry is a guy that's going to get you again, a bucket he, when you it, need a bucket. We're not talking about perfect solutions. He's not, obviously, a Kawhi-level alpha guy. But Kyle's a guy that right. can operate and pick and roll, that can get you into your sets. Right? Bam, Frankie mentioned that earlier. Like, Bam doesn't have any dude that can give him a pocket pass. A guy that can organize your offense. A really good screener at guard. And Miami loves to run inverted sets so he can get them going that way. And I think one of the things that kind of got Jimmy going last season was Dragic and and Tyler and Duncan setting guard screens for him. And the Bucs, very smartly, were showing and recovering. And the way that you can counter that is with some some guard slips, some some really aggressive kind of guard pick and rolls. You can kind of work around that. And Kyle's a guy that can attack their drop, not afraid to pull up, good shooter off dribble handoffs, really, really good with the floater, crafty in the lane, can kind of zig around bigger guys. So yeah, like would it is he the the perfect fit? No. But I do think that he's a really, really good basketball player. I think that there's obviously some concerns with the age, but he's a dude that I think can help them. And I think that's what you need when you have a guy in his prime like Jimmy. You know, they're not in a perfect situation. They're in a good situation, but they're not in a perfect situation. And these sometimes require imperfect answers, some gambles, some roll of the dice. And Alex, just because they sign Kyle doesn't mean that they give a flexibility. When you sign Kyle, you have a $30 million contract that's going to expire. That's a massive expiring contract. That is 100% tradable. That two-year, Kyle on a two-year yeah, deal yeah. is 100% tradable unless he fucking breaks his knee and even then, right? So it's not that bad. They don't have pick equity and you, Kyle and, a, and Tyler and if they free up a pick, you can get you can get somewhere. What you got, Frankie? So um, one thing about... Hey, hey uh, re- really quickly, Frankie, I just want to interject here. F you for using the break oh, your me, knee my bad, my bad, my bad. Somebody was sitting here with a broken knee. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. I you use any man. other injury. You had to too use broken. But, but you know, add, adding. Imagine this guy, <laughs> this ass screening for Bam. 
getting downhill. That's going to be amazing. Uh, but we we know oh, one thing we know about yeah. uh, players in the, in this recent NBA since LeBron came to Miami, they like to do uh, player options. So uh, Kyle Lowry, yes, he's thirty five, but he's also in the in the time of his career where he wants to win. He probably comes for a two year, let's say two years, sixty million. That's a lot of money. Yeah, he probably asked for a player option. Twenty twenty two, we have. Kevin Durant is a free agent. Uh, all the Nets are free agents. Brad Beal's a free agent. If something comes available, what better way than have a guy like Kyle in that win-now stage of his career with Jimmy Butler, with Bam Adebayo, ready to, to recruit for you? Kyle probably uh, helps you recruit like a Bradley Beal or somebody, somebody like that, and he could take less to, to help the team win. And he makes the team better this year. Uh, one of the biggest things we need is for Tyler to produce, Tyler to get better. So he can, if he can be that guy or he can be that trade asset, and you need guys around him to, to seal up his weaknesses. He struggles creating a shot. Kyle can create shots for him. Jimmy can create shots for him. Now you have two guys that are, are elite on the ball guys who can make the game easier for him, make the game easier for Bam to get better, make the game easier for Duncan if we bring him back. And you have, he's making the game easier easier for all these guys who don't have that strength and it makes the team better you're 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 gonna have more picks available for for trades as the year goes as uh once august 1st hits we get to that point uh we're we're in a better spot than we are right now like i i get i get the point i get the concern because he's another guy who, who's gonna play th- uh three quarters of the season just like jimmy the health is definitely concerned so that's why i say you need to hit on the rest of the depth uh but it's he's a big piece that helps the team. Zay the homie in chat says, "Why is Frankie grabbing that dumb truck?" <laughs> that's just it's tempting, me. bro. That's yeah. just tempting. All right, to move off of this because we have other things to talk about, and I didn't want to make it was not my intention to make this a Kyle Lowry show as much as may, people may not believe that. Um, somebody in chat said Dimwitty might be a nice buy low thing. Uh, Spencer, I Dimwitty, love Dimwitty. Famous, famously an anime fan, so shout out to Dimwitty. Uh, wasn't there like reports by Shams or maybe maybe uh, ESPN ahead yeah. of the trade deadline, like Leif. the Heat were looking to the trade for Spencer Dinwiddie? It was Leif, baby. Was it Leif? Oh, yeah, my bad, Leif. Lefty my bad, Leif. Man, that's Make messed up on that. I'll never my forget bad. when George Sedano on go. radio before Leif became Leif. He was just Leif on Heat Beat, right? It was a lowly Heat Beat Leif. And uh, George Sedano said, "What are you guys gonna do? Listen to Lefty Leif on Twitter?" And I was like, "That's my guy, dude." <laughs> we made it. That we made it. Shout out to George Sedano. George is George is a man of the people. You know, George, George brings <laughs> George brought spoon a spoon reference to ESPN. He said magical QB world on an ESPN television platform and said, My friend says, and I was like, I don't know if you're friends with Spoon, but I I appreciate that. George is one of us, dude. George, George is one of us forever. I love that. <laughs> that's absolutely a, that's a homie. George has me at, under close friends on Instagram, like so I can see his close friend story. I felt honored. I felt honored, wow. dude. Yeah, what? Dude. Chad is saying uh, deep. Yeah, I think so. I thought Sedano hated me, me too. I and why. I was like, I guess we're close friends. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Chad, Chad is saying Depot is out here like Solana. <laughs> I think, listen, <laughs> I, I, Alex would probably give the heat more minutes than Depot. <laughs> hey, man, if you can no, get, if you can bro. bring him back for more the willing. right cost, if you can bring him back. No, no. I think I think that's run its course. I, I, I really that, think that's run its course. I mean, depending on the cost, if you can get him for the right cost and, and there's not a better option, might you probably look into if that. If Jimmy doesn't want him here, he ain't coming here. Simple as that. I mean, that's what they said last time, and he's he's was wearing a heat jersey for four games. <laughs> 
for four fucking games. All right, let's move on. I have a couple of things I want to get to. I, I first want to talk about the Bucks net series and how it relates to the Heat, and then we're going to talk about LeBron switching to number six again. I don't. I'm watching this Bucks net series, and the Bucks suddenly can't hit a three. It's very frustrating. The, the 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 Bucks suddenly don't want to use Giannis as a screener anymore, which drives me fucking crazy. Bryn Forbes is missing shots. I don't know what's going on. I get really upset. I, I don't I don't like it, Frankie. It's bothering me. I get upset, and everyone's making fun of the Bucks for what they're doing. And, and I Budenholzer coached a magnificent series against the Heat, and he looks like a fucking pompous dumbass against first year coach Steve Nash, and it bothers me. It bothers me because Miami looked completely incompetent and their defense held Milwaukee to enough. But I just, I can't, I, I don't understand what the Bucks are doing. It bothers me as a Heat fan that I got to watch, that I got to watch this happen. So I don't know. I kind of wanted your thoughts. I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it, it's, I don't know, it, it's it's just bugged me. My, uh, I mean, Brooklyn's just a much more talented team than Miami. But they're, they're not on give... defense. Like they're fucking, they're winning with defense. Blake Griffin's guarding one on one. Like he's like bullying fucking Brook Lopez and drop. I'm just like, I don't get it. But they, yes, I, I put it in the chat. Yeah, I put it in the chat. You put it in the chat, bro. I put it in the chat. <laughs> There literally was a pre-show. <laughs> can you guys hear Solana? I don't. I'm trying to trying to get his uh, new camera set up. Solana's the Stugats of the of the pod today. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl week. He's out of his, Super Bowl he's week. He's out of his. He's out of his comfort zone. So yeah. So Frankie, I'm 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 kind of confused by this whole. Uh, I'm kind of confused by this whole Milwaukee thing. First of all. First of all, the Nets defense was historically bad this year. Yes, they ha- they still are much bigger than Miami. They have the, the a bigger, more athleticism. Bruce Brown is a legitimately defensive p- player uh, at guard position. They can bother Drew Holiday and at the point of attack. They can uh, they have guys to throw at uh, Giannis and bother him. That the, and Giannis doesn't scare them. Like they they can throw Blake. They can throw KD. KD's a really good defender as well. The, and they're not hiding Harden uh, off the ball, so they don't have any, somebody to pick at. And offensively, you know Brooklyn's going to score. So uh, uh, it's it's can't be a half court game. But Bucks want to play a faster paced game than than they're ready for. Uh, Brooklyn just matches up really well with them. They have guys for answers for all those guys. And uh, Drew is Drew and Middleton are shit in the bed. Chris and Drew are shitting the bed. It's and and they're kind of like being goaded into really shitty kind of plays like. I think Zach Lowe, Ethan's going to make fun of me, but he brought up the good point of like, he'll like force switches into disadvantages, which is not something they were doing against the Heat. They were specifically hunting Miami's bad defenders, and they're just not doing that with the Nets. So I'm, I don't know. It's just, it's been incredibly frustrating to watch. I, I don't understand why teams go from suddenly being really like very well prepared and good to all of a sudden not knowing how to do things. Um, somebody in chat said Nets are playing great defense. Give them credit. Yeah, they are. They're playing good defense, but they're not a good defensive team. And Milwaukee is not attacking the Nets pressure points and they're making the Nets life easier than it should be. And and Frankie, like that to me is what I don't get as I try to fix Alana's audio and video. Well, I'll try. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that. But, but like, 
they're not going with Giannis as a screener. They're not going at the Nets' bad defenders. It's just, it's weird. There we go. Solana's back. Let's go. We got it. But the Nets also have much better passers as well offensively. Uh, defensively, they have guys, veterans. Veterans know how to play the play Kevin Durant is a really good defender Ben he's a really good team defender he helps make that team that uh good he's he doesn't have to score 30 a game to to make uh to to win games he can just quarterback the defense from the back line and make things a lot easier and then you have Bruce Brown who's who's wreaking havoc up the head they are only hiding Kyrie on defensive and Kyrie's not even a horrible horrible defender he's just you know he's he's a selective one yeah, he's a selective right. one. He can't. He can be good. He when he played against Steph Curry in the in the the finals every year, he was giving him a good defense, a good contest. Yeah, let's let it, it good. It was okay. It was good for Steph Curry. Come on, it was good. It was okay. I remember game one. He blocked the sh- he blocked them to win the game. So mm, it's just I don't know, man. It's it's it just gets me upset because like it, it makes me feel like the Heat went out. He went out sad. Like it just makes me sad. That series, I it was. Did. It makes me sad. It's like, damn, these motherfuckers really well, do, folded. You, you had, you didn't realize that. What? What? I know, you but they, went, they got swept. But I thought the Bucks were like gonna win the title. I'm like, damn, this team's fucking no, great. Man, they're still fucking the Bucks. God, damn, fucking, I thought they fixed it. It's a, no, man, it's a Wisconsin staple. I'm a Green Bay fan. I, we fucking look good against somebody, and we get smoked against somebody else. That happens every year in the playoffs. Every Milwaukee team, every Wisconsin team, this is who they are. I don't know. You're from Milwaukee? You're from Wisconsin? No. I'm yes, Frankie fan. Garcia is from Wisconsin. I'm from Massachusetts. <laughs> I am. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Uh, I could have sworn you just said you're from Wisconsin. No, I said that's that's they are from Wisconsin. I'm going to Wisconsin on Friday. I'm going to Madison, Wisconsin. If I find a Hispanic person, I will give you $100. <laughs> there, you there is find, actually a Cuban a population in Wisconsin. Why? I don't know. I, I, I saw that uh, do, one. Do time they know it's a I blue state? I have no idea. What's happening though? What's happening that's weird is, uh, and I'm with you, G. Like it's it's depressing to watch. Where when the Bucks went on these these like these strong runs, the Heat had zero answer for it. Right? Like they just had zero answer. At zero get up, they were unable to put points together, to put runs together to get back in the game. And you wouldn't expect that from the Bucks against the Nets. Like, I thought the Nets were going to win this series in five, but I still thought these games were going to be close. And with what the Bucks did to the Heat and the way that they were able to go on those like crazy runs and just hit threes, make shots from all over the place, and Giannis really was imposing his will, whether we want to give him credit for it or not, um, like, they haven't found an answer to like KD just going off and being KD. Also, did people forget KD is really good, right? Like everybody's like, oh, wow, Kevin Durant. Like like during the radio show, people are like, man, I forgot how good KD was. Like maybe you haven't been watching, but like when Kevin Durant is healthy, like he's he's really good, you know? And, and, but, but it's, it's shocking to see the Bucks kind of just like they're getting their, they're getting their face bashed in and they have no, nothing. They have no answer for it at all. Nothing. So in the first quarter, game two was the first quarter. It was Durant, Kyrie back and forth. They had more than 17 points. The Bucks finished the quarter with 17 points. This, it was insane. I'm seeing like trends this playoff of like, so the Heat were over helping on Giannis. The Heat were like, okay, what we're going to do, 
And I think the Heat are unique because the Heat are one of the few teams that I think like to get into rotation. I think they're best when they're flying around. They don't want to be individual one-on-one guys. They want their defenders flying around, being in rotation, moving, deflecting. That's that's, that's how that's also because they can't guard anybody. Yeah, they can't. So that's why they that they're comfortable in rotation. Like if you get them in rotation, they're okay with that. Partly, and also they've they've fucking fire drilled it all year because guards were going to the rim at will and they had to help and recover and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> what teams are doing, what the buck, what what the Nets are doing to the Bucks, and what other teams are doing, like I, I think it's it's interesting how Jokic is being defended uh, by both Nurk and Nathan. They're just like, okay, we're going one on one. We're gonna be on this island. We're not gonna send a lot of help. And if Jokic beats us, he beats us. And the Nets are kind of doing the same on Giannis. They're just they're really not sending a ton of help. They're not getting in rotation. They're kind of staying home on the shooters and that. Miami did not. Miami was like, we are sending a ton of fucking help whenever we can, and we're going to scramble and rotate. And they look like shit for it. And, you know, all year they were good at it, and they weren't in the playoffs. Now the Nets are staying home on the guys. They're, they're doing all their things. And I don't know. It's just interesting to me how that's kind of a trend. Jokic as well. The Blazers did it that way. And, and I mean, credit to them. I mean, Jokic had a couple games where he had like 16 points or something, right? So, and, and he'll bludgeon you most games, but I mean... As long as you don't let the other guys get there. So I, I thought that's kind of been an interesting thing that the Nets have done that Miami didn't do. And Miami doesn't, Miami, not a team that really does that. Miami really tries to make it hard for the stars. And uh, it's it's kind of been the opposite. So I just wanted to get into a little bit of that. Last thing real quick before we go, because we're running on time. Proud of us getting 50 minutes of content out of a, out of a nothing week. Good for us. LeBron is changing. You said, it. you said this was a big week too. I did. I did say it was. A, I mean, it kind of was. I mean, the Duncan thing was last week, especially, especially one third of of the cast is giving you absolutely nothing today. Oh yeah, just, like you're disaster, not working. So. Your thing's not working. Frank. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. I, listen, I I think this has been a good performance. This feels like Jimmy in the finals. Frankie's Jimmy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I want to talk about LeBron changing back to number six and. I want to be a little self-involved. And everybody knows I love the sound of my own voice and being self-involved. So this is not news to anybody. Frankie's not. Say it, boss man. <laughs> boss man 99. I hate that. That's the worst bit. I hate it. Am I, I don't, do I feel like a boss? I don't think I'm a boss. Do I feel like a boss? He's wearing, he's wearing the championship hat. <laughs> it's, it's that you try am so I, hard. You try so hard not to be. Yeah. You try so hard not to be the boss. Yeah. That it's like obviously trying not to be the boss, so it's easy to make fun of you for not for being a boss. You see through me. Yeah. I want to be like the cool that boss sense? that, that comes sense. in. He's like, like he's like he's like the parent that's like, I'm not your dad, I'm your friend. Yeah, right. And it's like, all right. I think I've okay. said that to you okay, guys dad. too. I said, no, no, this is this is we're all friends. This is all this is by by this is a democracy. This is uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, by the way, I yeah, no. Hold on, like it is. It, it, no, no, I, no, I, G, feel, G, I feel G, like it is. You would give anything what Alf says. Oh, I'm so. I work for Alf. I've said this a ton. I I work for Alf. Alf says that's not true. I work for Alf. My favorite is when I forget to pay Alf, and Alf texts me like at fucking six twenty in the morning. Where's my payment? Where's my? I'm like, God damn, Alf! I haven't even woken up yet. I work for Alf. I'm Alf's employee. Go ahead, boss man. Boss, yeah, go on your rant. Boss man, ninety nine. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. I love him for his t- tenure in Miami. I think what he's done um, off the court is incredible. Solana's yawning. He is a joy to watch. I support him 
in every decision that he's made except going back to Cleveland and going to the Lakers. The 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 thing of him going to number six, and it made me feel ugly because yes, obviously he could change whatever fucking number he wants, right? He's LeBron, he could do whatever he wants. But it, as a fan, as a Miami fan who feels like we were never appreciated, this is like the only time I like be a super sports fan. I'm like, man, that shit was ours. You're gonna give that to somebody else? You tramp? What the fuck? That was for us. Six was ours. 23 was everybody else. That shit makes me feel bad. I don't like it. We got the best years. I don't like that we don't get the best years. You know what I mean? Like, we. I don't want six. Six is ours. Number six was the apex of LeBron James. That was here. And now he's going that to LA. Fuck the Lakers. They get everything. I, I can't stand that shit. I don't like it. I like what we had. And the I'm Lakers, with you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to get clipped and Lakers Twitter is going to make fun of me. They always make fun of me. They, 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 that's just how it is. But I don't know. As a fan, I'm just kind of like, man, that fucking sucks. That was ours. But obviously, he has every right to do that. He's an amazing player. He's an amazing dude. I love that guy. You know, I'll slander him on Twitter because it's it's just sports hate. But fuck, dude. Goddamn. Gee, I was hoping you would get angry rant. You got a cut. You kind of went whiny rant. It was whiny rant. No, I, I can't. No, I, I, yeah, it's just. It's because you like the guy. I, I like LeBron. Like you, you like LeBron. You root for him. It's fun. I don't uh, root for I was, him. I don't root for him. No, no, no. But like you root for him as a person. I root for him like as, him as a, person. a person. Like I root for him to like, like, I, like if his like double digit streaks at, at risk, like I will root for him. I root for him that the individual, I cannot root for him at a team level. I, and I fundamentally dislike what he did to go to the Lakers because that team was bad and they didn't know that they were getting AD. And he went there and it was just boring for the league. I didn't like that move. I still don't. I hate that they won a title because I don't, I still don't think that team's good. I'm with you, by the way. I bought when the big three formed the three, six, one heat stickers. And I put it on the back of my Dan Corolla sport from 2009 or whatever, 2011, when I got a car until 2014, when LeBron left. And now you're telling me, did you rip off that six? LeBron James? <laughs> I did actually, I have, I have the post on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, you can see the day that LeBron James left. I ripped off the number. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I ripped also off on, on Instagram. No, nah, I mean, whatever. I have a bad Instagram, so whatever, but I ripped off the number six, there you Can go. you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out the FIU uh, Panthers. Sticker. I have the best Instagram of Heat Beat. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. and it's me or someone. Well, now, Shimon. now I think I have the best Instagram. I was. Being, you just I was said. You humble. just said. <laughs> nah, I definitely have the best Instagram. No, there's I mean, no, there's no question. There's no, no question. Your but, girlfriend's way cooler than you, so that's one thing. And then the rest. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Anyways, really quickly now in LA, it's. Number three, Anthony Davis. Number six, LeBron James. Number one, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Are you fucking kidding me with that? Like that's <laughs> that's the that's the new big that's that's the new three six one. Like there was something sacred about three six one in Miami. It was the best How big three so of followers? all time. You have two thousand seventy three followers. That's not that, that's not that many. I mean, that's, like that's more than me. I mean, I don't have goddamn. I mean, you know, Alf can keep tweeting about how, you know, local radio is dead. But, I mean, clearly it's 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 not that dead. It's gotten me 2,000 Instagram followers. They they think you're Goran Dragic. That's the thing. It sounds so douchey to say that. Fuck. Like, it, it really does. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I have more Twitter followers than you, so that, that counts for something. It does. No, I mean, you guys, I, I'm on the contrary. Like, why do you think I'm on Miami Heat beat, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck LeBron for going to number six. I, 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 you know, 
thumbs down, dislike. Yeah, I, I don't remember what we're talking I, about. I, I this, block oxy, it. Yeah. this oxy is kicking in, man. I have no idea. 